You have put a new song in my mouth. A song of praise. A sound that resonates that all of heaven and earth may worship you. We tread the hills to meet with you, to see your majesty in all that surrounds us. For it speaks and displays the eternal God of ages, creator, author, victor. In love, you established an everlasting covenant with your people, and it's your love that captivates us. As children of the King, we rush in as waves unrestrained, overcome, overwhelmed, that the King crowned in glory and splendor would reach down to place a crown upon our heads. So we raise our banner, the banner we boldly stand under, the banner of Jesus Christ. From dusk to dawn, from age to age, your praise resounds in all the earth. Deliverer, Redeemer, ruler of an everlasting kingdom that cannot be shaken. We trust in the name of Christ Jesus, the only King forever. Welcome to Zion's Redemption Radio. This is Fundamentally Mormon. I'm your host, Mark Lichtenwalter. The guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. That's 917-889-8827. You can find this at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. And the text will also be posted on my Facebook wall at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977. You can also find the text and the audio to this radio program on iTunes at Fundamentally Mormon and in the different Facebook groups that I am an admin of. Some of those groups are LDS Last Days Prophecy and Gospel Discussions, LDS Gospel Mysteries, Latter-day Unity, and others. You can find the pages that I admin also on my Facebook wall. And if you enjoy this program, please friend request me or follow me and uh, make me one of your close friends. We try to put out as many episodes as we can during the week. But I'm thankful for you to be here today. Let's get right into the reading today. We are going to be reading out of Ogden Kraut's books. You can find his books for free to read online at ogdenkraut.com. That's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T.com. That's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T.com. And today is the fifth day of July 2021. The guest call-in number is 917-889-8827. I'd like to apologize a little bit for how loud the intro is. I have it turned all the way down, and it just won't respond, this video. I've been dealing with this for months, and uh, I can't get it to turn down, so it's just blasting your eardrums out. I blast my eardrums out when I'm 
waiting for the intro to get over with, and it drives me a little bit nuts, but I don't know what to do about it. Anyway, uh, so this week we're only doing two shows. We might do some bonus stuff if I find the time, but I uh, am going with my wife to a conference for her work on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And on Wednesday, I will probably get home around 4 or 5 in the morning, and then I'll get a couple hours of sleep, and then i got to get up so we can get in the car and drive, oh, for a little while, uh, to go to where we're going to register to check in, and then the radio show, or the, uh, not radio show, the uh, motel won't let us check in till 3, and then uh, we're actually going to be going to a concert and an appreciation thing for teachers. And um, I'm kind of excited about it because uh, Peter Brian Holt is going to be uh, performing. And if you don't know who he is, just get on YouTube and type in Peter Brian Holt. Uh, it's been since. Well, between 2003 to 2006, I literally went to like 15 to 20 of his concerts. Of course, back then, it was all singles events and stuff, uh, and it was pretty cheap to get in, but it was so good. I loved his music so much. And after my divorce in, uh, from my first wife in 2006, we were only married for four months, so we had an annulment. Well, she had an element. I had nothing to do with it. But anyway, um, I just, I never went back to uh, one of those concerts. And uh, I, I had some struggles for a couple of years there. I actually went and got a job as oil field emergency management night shift out in the oil field south of Roosevelt in Vernal, Utah. And it was a good place for me to be because I was by myself out in the middle of the wilderness for a couple of years. And um, I actually even bought a motorhome and parked it out where they got fresh water for the fracking. And uh, I, uh, I just stuck to myself a lot. I was so angry at everything. Um, so, but, you know, time goes on. Well, wounds tend to heal, and, um, well, my wife of almost nine years and I are going to go to this conference, and we're going to go to this concert, and I am so excited. I love his music. I can't tell you how much I love it. You should check it, check it out. Find him on, uh, on YouTube. Uh, listen to Jerusalem or Grow Old Along With Me. Oh, good. It's acoustical guitar. Anyway, so um, let's see here. Emma, are you on? Yep. Okay, so Emma will be reading tonight. My wife actually went to Roosevelt uh, tonight because uh, we have a friend that's going to be taking care of our girls. I think maybe she might be bringing some of them. So it's kind of cool because uh, they were running out of 
So this thing is sold out, like big time. There's a waiting list. A lot of people want to go to this thing. And um, all of the hotel rooms are, like, bought up. So they finally were able to find one at a nice hotel with two two queen-sized beds. So we're like, well, oh, maybe we'll take some kids with us. Um, which we're going to do anyway because the two-year-old always comes with us. But uh, I think that uh, the six- and the eight-year-old are probably going to come with us too. Um so it would be fun. It would be nice if my wife and I could ever get away and actually just do something by ourselves. We actually never went on a honeymoon. We didn't have enough money for it. So uh, still haven't gone on a honeymoon. But it is what it is, and I'm, I'm happy to have the family and everything. So, uh, so we make do, and we do the best we can. Anyway... Tonight we're going to be reading uh, Chapter 2 of Holy Priesthood, Volume 6, A Definition of the Keys. We'll talk about keys of priesthood authority and that sort of stuff. Emmett's going to be doing the majority of the reading. Uh, I did post this on my Facebook wall at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977. Emmett, there is no user in between the Facebook.com and the Lazarus 1977. He was trying to correct me last time. week. I know, but I just want to make sure. I, I, I believe in repetition for learning. <laughs> uh, it's YouTube.com forward slash user forward slash God is my compass is the one he was actually getting it mixed up with. But... Um, I don't know what I'm going to do with that. I was uploading screenshotted video, whatever, light shows with the audio from my old radio shows. But the last one that I tried to upload, it failed at 99% after two and a half days of uploading it. So I'm like, seriously? And uh, we were promised fiber optics out on our farm last year. And that didn't happen. And they finally got the uh, fiber over to the house. But now they got to get a tech to actually come in and uh, and give us the fiber so into our house. So maybe things will change in the future. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. Anyway, all right. Well, I am about to pass another coal truck going 42 miles an hour. And, oh, my gosh, will this guy get away from me? Like, if you're driving a, a car and you're passing a slow truck, just pass, please. Stop sitting back there wondering what we're doing. I wouldn't even have my turn signals on or nothing. I'm just waiting for him to get around me so I can get out of behind this other guy and pass him before the lane ends. Anyway, um... Emmett, would you do me a favor? Why? <laughs> because I'm about to go into Sunnyside Depth, and I'm going to break up for maybe about a mile. And I would like it if you would please um, dedicate the program and uh, and then start the reading. 
Also, uh, for everybody out there, the chat room is up and available at blogtalkradio.com forward slash fundamentally Mormon. I might go ahead and do that, and then I'll mute myself. Emmett, are you meditating or pondering over the words that will come out of your mouth? I can't hear you at all. Emmett. Hey, nobody can hear you when you have it on mute. I wasn't on mute. My headset's being done. Yeah, well, I, my tablets are being dumb and my phone's being dumb. And Anyway, um, can you dedicate the program and then start the reading? Emmett, I need a yes or a no. I don't know when I ask you to do something, if you will please respond with some kind of verbal cue so I know that you have heard me. Oh, my gosh. He dropped off. All right, I'm just going to dedicate it now. I don't know what's going on with him. So, all right, well, (sighs) our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We thank thee, Father, for the technology to be able to do these radio shows, and we ask thee, Father, to protect this program and our phones, tablets, Internet connection, and connection to the worldwide audience from Satan and his many darts. We thank thee, Father, for all of the opportunities that we have to understand the truth of the restored gospel. And we thank thee for Jesus Christ, for being able to be redeemed through his atonement, that we may become sons and daughters of the Savior through the law of adoption. And we love thee, Father, and we say these things in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, even Jesus the Christ. Amen. Welcome back, the boy. I am so mad at this headset right now. What? Uh, the headset. It's not talking. It's being stupid. Did you put? Did you connect the headset to a charging receptacle? Earlier, like yes, I asked you to 100%. do. Uh, Mom's on the phone. You want to let her on? I can see. Yeah, I'm going to unmute her. Hold on. So I have my laptop connected to a TV next to us. <laughs> um, but the I, thing is, it I, doesn't have a keyboard. <laughs> so I have to, like, get up and go over to it. Did you go check? I'm sorry, audience. This is Emmett. He doesn't listen to what he's told to do before the show starts. Did you plug in mom's laptop? And did you try yeah, to do it on mom's laptop? 
did you yeah, try it on, turn right, the before the show, right before yeah. the show? Right before the show. Um, I had it plugged in for a while. It's just not turning on at all. Is it plugged into the wall? Yes. And it says it's at 100% charge on the side because it's charging, but it's glowing white. Okay. I don't know what to tell you. Hi, Kim. Hi. It sounds complicated. He was telling me that earlier because he was trying to do it like hours ago. Yeah, I know. He was trying to do it earlier, and I asked him to let it charge for a while, and then to, you know, redo it, so. Darn it, I wonder why it's not charging. How come it can't be one of those kind of devices that just sit on top of the charger? Oh, it's charging all the way. It's fully charged. It's not turning on. Hold the button in for a while, I guess. And, Kim, can you read for us tonight since Emmett? It's having so many technical difficulties. Okay. All right. We're in definition of keys, Chapter 2 of Holy Priesthood, Volume 6, which is posted on my wall at facebook.com forward slash L-A-Z-U-R-U-S 1977. Okay. Oh, Wait, wait, I'm on the phone with Dad, and I'm trying to do the radio show. Okay, sorry about that. So we're going to be on pages 12 through 24 tonight of that book. Oh, and by the way, for the listening audience, yeah, it's not too much. Uh, For the listening audience, uh, you can read along on the Facebook, or you can go to OgdenKraut.com, that's O-G-D-E-N-K-R-A-U-T, all one word, OgdenKraut.com. Click uh, on the main page, read Ogden's books, and click on that, and then you scroll down (laughs) to Holy Priesthood, Volume 6, which is in alphabetical order. It's pretty easy to find. Anyway, go ahead, Kim. Okay. Do you have your headset on, Kim? Um, no, I I have it though. I can just grab it. Would you hand me the headset? Okay, because uh, I'm hearing a lot of background noise. Headset? I know. Sorry. Maybe I should go hide myself into the into a room. If you have your headset on, it'll work just fine. Okay. Right, I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Um, Olivia. Did you have the headset? Okay, she's going to hook it up for me. All right. So let me just start the reading, and then I'll change it. Oh, that is our two-year-old who is thinking it's so much fun to jump out of the bathroom door and scream, yeah, like everybody can see him. I don't know. He's so silly. Hey, I'm shortening that because it's one bit. All right. Um, let's see. It should be. Oh. Oh. I'm not that skinny. Oh, okay. Hey. 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 No, sit up. Sit. All right. 
Sorry, I had to uh, repair my headset, I guess, because it wasn't pairing. Okay, now I'm on. <clears throat> Hopefully the audio is a little bit better when it's like that because it's supposed to be um, <laughs> noise canceling a little bit. A little bit. It does help okay. a little bit. Okay, good. The power and authority of the higher, or Melchizedek priesthood, is to hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. DNC 107, verse 18. To define the function of priesthood keys is very similar to defining the use of car keys. In both cases, they unlock something so it can be used. But before legitimately using these keys, the following questions should be answered. Number one, who should use them? Number two, what vehicle are they for? Number three, when should they be used? And number four, how should they be used? There are millions of keys that belong to houses, cars, offices, banks, boxes, toolboxes, and the list goes on and on. Almost everything of value is protected with locks and keys. There are other related definitions for keys as well. For instance, a teacher may explain a key to speed reading. A policeman may say he discovered the key to solving a crime. The Lord has said in DNC chapter 84, verse 19, this greater priesthood administereth the gospel and holdeth the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom, even the key of the knowledge of God. End quote. Again, that's DNC 84, 19. And then we're on page 13 right now. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Um, I'll just continue. All this implies that some knowledge is necessary to unlock these mysteries. From the dictionary comes the following. Key. Anything serving to disclose, open, or solve something. Something that opens or prepares a way. That's New International Dictionary, Volume 1, page 699. <clears throat> key. Something regarded as a light, as like a key, in opening or closing a way, revealing or concealing, gives access to or control of web... That's from Webster's New World Dictionary, 1984. <clears throat> In reality, then, a key is something functioning that performs an action. It is not dormant. It might be disclosing or opening something, such as a car or the heavens. For purposes of this study, the term keys of the priesthood refers to the knowledge, the right, the calling, and power, and the power to lock, unlock, or perform something in the name of God. People frequently assume that what keys are before they correctly understand them. For example, many individuals today are looking for the keys of the priesthood and the person who holds them. It seems proper, however, to first learn exactly what keys are, then determine what keys he is looking for, and then decide what he wants to accomplish after he finds them. Countless keys have been revealed for use in this dispensation of the fullness of times. For when it was ushered in, the Lord said there was a whole and complete and perfect union and welding together of dispensations and keys and powers and glories. And many things were brought back from the days of Adam. Of things which never had been revealed from the foundation of the world, that's D&C 128.18. So it kind of is blended so much there that it's hard to tell which part of that is a quote and which one is not, honestly. Okay. <clears throat> However, next. Page 14, what keys is he talking about and what powers and glories so long kept hidden have come with those keys? They make an interesting and rather lengthy list. Those mentioned in Doctrine and Covenants are um, Doctrine and Covenants 628, the keys of the gift of translation, uh, 13, 1, and 107, verse 20, the keys of the ministering of angels, uh, 7, 
chapter 7, verse 7, the keys of the ministry. Chapter 27, verse 5, the keys of the record of the sick of Ephraim. Uh, chapter 27, verse 9, the keys of the power of turning the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers. Chapter 35, 18, the keys of the mystery of those things which have been sealed. Uh, chapter 42, verse 68, the keys of the church. Chapter 64, verse 4, the keys of the mysteries of the kingdom. Chapter 78, verse 16, the keys of salvation. Chapter 90, verse 2, the keys of the kingdom. Chapter 90, verse 7, the keys of the school of the prophets. Chapter 107, verse 18, the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. Chapter 110, verse 11, the keys of the gathering of Israel. Chapter 110, verse 16, the keys of the dispensation. Chapter 107, verse 70, the keys of the priesthood of Aaron. Chapter 124, verse 92, the keys of the patriarchal blessings. Uh, chapter 124, verse 97, the keys to ask and receive blessings. Chapter 124, verse 128, the keys to open up the authority of my kingdom upon the four corners of the earth. I think we should read chapter 124. There's 128 verses in it. Seems like it had a lot to do with keys. Uh, chapter 128, verse 14, the keys of knowledge. Chapter 129, verse 9, three grand keys whereby you may know whether any administration is from God. That sounds interesting as well. Chapter 132, verse 19 and verse 39, the keys of sealing by the Holy Spirit of promise of a woman to a man. In addition, many other keys were mentioned by early church leaders. Num or page 15, do you have anything you wanted to add, Tyson? Um, Mark, sorry. No, I'm just listening. I, I really don't have a whole lot to say until the end of the chapter. Oh, okay. Did you already listen to this one? Yeah, I listened to it about five or six times between on my reader program today. So. Oh, okay. I'm just munching at my food in between reading. Okay. Page 15. It seems like to me this is going to go by really fast because I'm already <laughs> like a few pages in. Um, now we have a list of a bunch of keys, um, which is mentioned by early church leaders. It says keys of government, keys of word, keys of the oracles of God, keys of divine revelation, keys of the sick of Joseph, keys to the sick of Ephraim, keys of eternal life, keys of the gospel, keys of the office of baptism, keys of communion with the heavenly Jerusalem. Keys to power, keys of the resurrection, keys of death and hell, keys of intelligence, keys to the rich storehouse, keys to the gifts and graces of God, keys of light, keys to the treasury of heaven, key to the science of theology, keys to blessings, keys to eternal mysteries, keys to science, keys to true principles, keys to administering ordinances, keys to divine power, keys to temples and temple building, keys to a labor keys to the Holy Church, keys to restoring, keys to the right to, to officiate, keys to lead the ten tribes, keys to success, keys of responsibility, keys to the high priesthood, keys to the apostleship, 
keys to the patriarchal office, keys to heavenly treasures, keys to rally for God's work, keys for binding and sealing, keys for individual growth, keys to storehouses, keys of Elijah, keys to endowments. The list could go on and on, as if there were no end to these spiritual keys. When the Lord calls a person to do a particular work, he gives him the temporal and spiritual means to do it. Um, that seems a little bit excessive to me, like they always, um, I know that says early leaders of the church, but, um, and this is totally my own feeling. I don't even know if Mark feels the same way, but um, sometimes they just go above and beyond and um, get go overboard with it to make something out like, I don't know, make it into more than what it is, or um, they feel like uh, they just add to um, ways for people to um, follow them and go into things. So they will say the key to this is if you do this and that, and they'll try to make a list of how to get there. So that's my own personal opinion, I guess. Okay. Continuing on. As Nephi said in 1 Nephi chapter 3, verse 7, I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them that they may accomplish the thing which he commandeth them. End quote. In other words, when God calls a man to do something, he also gives him both the authority and the keys to accomplish it. President Joseph F. Smith probably said more about priesthood and its keys than any other church president or apostle. He explained, what is a key? It is the right or privilege which belongs to and com- comes with the priesthood to have communication with God. Is not that a key? Most decidedly. We may not enjoy the blessings or key very much, but the key is in the priesthood. It is the right to enjoy the blessings of communication with the heavens. That comes from Gospel Doctrine, page 142. And now we're on page 17. Just interrupt me if you wanted to say anything. The Lord himself explained that the rights of the priesthood are inseparably connected with the powers of heaven and that the powers of heaven cannot be controlled nor handled only upon the principles of righteousness. That's Doctrine and Covenants, chapter 121, verse 36. John the Baptist told Joseph Smith and Oliver Cowdery about the, president, or about the priesthood of Aaron, which holds the keys of the ministering of angels. That is D&C 13, verse 1. And Wilford Woodruff testified to this when he said, I had the administration of angels while holding the office of a priest. That comes from Discourse of Wilford Woodruff, page 298. Bruce R. McConkie explains, the term keys is found in, Revel- in the Revelations. One has reference to the directive powers. That comes from Mormon Doctrine, page 410. Consider the combined meaning of all these statements. If you had the inseparable powers of heaven and an angel came to you, giving you the directive powers to do something, would you not have the keys to do it? Even the best Bible scholars have come to this same conclusion, i.e., Since it is the doctrine of the gospel that opens heaven to us, it is beautifully expressed by the metaphorical appellation of keys. With the reformers, it has been accepted that the power of the keys represented the use of power under the direction of the Holy Spirit. That comes from Tyndale's Encyclopedia of the Bible, uh, Volume 3, page 1255. The most important and powerful keys given to man are contained within the authority of the Melchizedek priesthood. For the Lord has said that the Melchizedek priesthood holds the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church to have the privilege of receiving the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, to have heavens opened up unto them, to commune with the general assembly and church of the firstborn, and to enjoy the communion and presence of God the Father and Jesus the mediator of the new covenant. 
That comes from DMC 107, verses 18 and 19. Let's reiterate what keys does he say the Melchizedek priesthood contains. Keys that would open. Number one, all the spiritual blessings of the church. Number two, the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. Number three, the heavens unto them. Number four, communion with the general assembly. Number five, communion with the church of the firstborn. Number six, communion of God, the Father, and Jesus. Number seven, the presence of God, the Father, and Jesus. All seven segments refer to that inseparable connection with the powers of heaven, which contain the directive powers or keys, but what Melchizedek priesthood holder today realizes the full significance of these seven keys, let alone exercise them. If the Church of Jesus Christ is to operate on a spiritual foundation, then these keys must be present. In recent years, there has been meshing together of the meanings of the church, priesthood, and keys, and it is supposed that they are all inseparable. Each is very distinct and different. The definition of church should be obvious, but not so with priesthood and keys. Joseph F. Smith made a clear distinction between the two. The priesthood, in general, is the authority given to man to act for God. Every man ordained to the degree of ordained to any degree of priesthood has this authority delegated to him. But it is necessary that every act performed under this authority shall be done at the proper time and place in the proper way, and after the proper order. The power of directing these labors constitutes the keys of the priesthood. A distinction must be carefully made between the general authority and the directing of the labors performed by the authority. That comes from the empirical era uh, for uh, 230. So I think volume four, page 230, January 1901. If nothing else is remembered in this book, it should be the distinction between these two terms. Number one, the priesthood in general is the authority given to man to act for God. Number two, the power of directing these labors constitutes the keys of the priesthood. Holding or bearing priesthood is one thing, but being called to use it in a particular capacity is another. Furthermore, it does not mean that one person holding certain priesthood keys has any more authority than another person with different keys. Once again, from Joseph F. Smith, he may delegate any portion of this power to another, in which case that person holds the keys of that particular labor. Thus, the president of the temple, the president of a stake, the bishop of a ward, the president of a mission, the president of a quorum, each holds the keys of the labors performed in that particular body or locality. His priesthood is not increased by this special appointment for a 70 who presides over a mission has no more priesthood than a 70 who labors under his direction. And the president of uh, an elder's quorum, for example, has no more priesthood than any member of that quorum. But he holds the power of directing the official labors performed in the mission or the quorum, or in other words, the keys of that division of the work. So it is throughout all the ramifications of the priesthood distinction, a distinction must be carefully made between the general authority and the directing of the labors performed by that authority. That comes from Gospel Doctrine, page 168. When a church president receives revelation for the operation of the body of the church, then he has these keys over the church, for the Melchizedek priesthood holds the right of presidency and has power and authority over all the offices of the church in all ages of the world to administer in spiritual things. That's Doctrine and Covenants, chapter 107, verse 8. Nevertheless, as mentioned, the power and authority of the higher or Melchizedek priesthood 
is to hold the keys of all the spiritual blessings of the church. That's also DNC 107 verse 18. Thus, if the church president or any of his subordinates are not inspired, then they do not have the keys for guiding the church. An inspired president can pass keys on to other officers in the church to help direct them in their particular work. Heber C. Kimball explained, Brother Brigham is my brother and holds the keys to all the departments of the priesthood on this earth. And when he unlocks the door, it will come open. He has a bundle of keys. And if there were keys like this in my hand, no 10, mine, 10 men in this congregation could carry or lift them. He possesses the keys of all the different gifts and graces that God designs for this people. Can you realize it? Some do, and some do not. It is Brother Brigham that holds the keys, yes, above every other man that lives in the flesh, not above Joseph Smith, when he says, Brother Heber, take that key and open such or such a door. Then I have the authority to go in and lock that door, the same as he has. If he says, Brother Wells, take this key and go and unlock such a door. Then he has the same power as Brigham has to unlock that door. If he says, Brother Hyde, take this key and other small keys and go to do the nations of the earth to other nations, or it says, sorry, to go to the nations of the earth and open into different nations. Brother Hyde then has the power and authority with his brethren of the 12 to open the door, preach the gospel, build up the church, organize it, and set it in order in every nation kingdom, tongue, and island so far, so far as he has received the keys and authority. When Brother Brigham, Brigham gives a bishop a key pertaining to the award, that bishop has power to open and shut to teach, prophesy, and administer the word of life according to his holy calling and in his department. That comes from Journal of Discourse, Volume 4, page 171. The president of the church has all the keys of presiding over all of the church's offices of the church. He orders, directs, ordains, and governs the body of the church. No other mortal has all those keys. However, any man holding the Melchizedek priesthood has just as much authority as the president of the church. He may receive even more revelation than the president, but not for governing the church. John Taylor explains what powers and blessings are received through higher priesthood keys. What has the Lord done for us? He has opened the heavens and has revealed the principles of truth. He has sent his holy angels to communicate unto the children of men the things that are calculated to promote their peace and happiness in time and throughout all eternity. He has given unto us his people, the holy priesthood, after the order of Melchizedek, which holds the keys of the mysteries of revelations of God, which draws back the curtains of the invisible world and enables him to penetrate beyond the veil and disclose and discloses the great purposes of Jehovah pertaining to himself and to this world as they shall roll forth in the accomplishment of his purposes. That's Journal of Discourse, Volume 6, page 163. Many men in the church may be noble, honest, clean living, and have the best of intentions, but it does not mean their decisions and actions are always correct from the, or from the Lord. Joseph Smith had the gift of prophecy and was all that a prophet should be, but it still did not allow him to perform certain works or ordinances without the specific call to use that authority. Brigham Young clarified this. 
when Joseph first received the knowledge of the plates that were in the hill Cumorah, he did not then receive the keys of the Aaronic priesthood. He merely received the knowledge that the plates were there and that the Lord would bring them forth and that they contained the history of the Aborigines natives of this country. He received the knowledge that they were once in possession of the gospel. And from that time, he went on step by step until he obtained the plates and the arm and thumb and had power to translate them. This did not make him an apostle. It did not give to him the keys of the kingdom, nor make him an elder in Israel. He was a prophet and had the spirit of prophecy and had received all this before the Lord ordained him. And when the Lord, by revelation, told him to go to Pennsylvania, he did so and finished the translation of the Book of Mormon. And when the Lord, in another revelation, told him to come back into this New York state and to go to old Father Whitmer's, who lived in a place opposite Waterloo, and there stop, he did so and had meeting, meetings and gathered up the few who believed in his testimony. He received the Aaronic Priesthood. Then he received the keys of the Melchizedek priesthood and organized the church. He re- first received the power to baptize and still did not know that he was to receive any more until the Lord told him there was more for him. Then he received the keys of the Melchizedek priesthood and had power to confirm after he had baptized, which he had not before. General Discourse, Volume 18, pages 239 through 240. If men have the keys of prophecy, then they should prophesy. If men have the keys of translation, then they should produce readable material from ancient records. If men claim the keys of revelation, then they should receive revelation. The Catholic and Protestant churches claim to have those keys, but there is no evidence of the fruits of that power. Could a man say he is a grocer but has no groceries? The prophet Joseph commented on this. Because faith is wanting and the fruits are, no man since the world was, was has had faith without having something along with it. The ancients quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword. Women received their dead, etc. By faith, the worlds were made. A man who has none of these gifts has no faith. And he deceives himself if he supposes he has. That's teaching to the prophet Joseph Smith, page 270. And the same criteria can be used for keys. Those who profess to hold those keys, the keys to prophecy, revelation, etc., should look carefully at their fruits of these powers before making such public claims. Go ahead. Oh, I thought that you had unmuted your mic. I actually got dropped off, and I oh, okay. uh, just put myself back in. Oh, okay. And I'm in a really bad spot right now, so I'll mute myself again. Okay, I'm about to read the summary for this chapter. Um, and then after that, we could look at the call lines. I will be reading the um, beginning part of Chapter 3 also. Um, but if you want to call in, the, the phone number is 917-889-8827. Um, and you can give us a call, have a chat with us, ask questions, give commentary. Um, and we'll give you a little bit of time to call in while I'm reading this summary. 
Again, the call-in number is 917-889-8827. Keys of any kind are for the purpose of unlocking or controlling a particular object or activity. The term keys is not meant to denote authority. If someone finds your car keys, that does not automatically give him your authority to drive it. Like my 12-year-old daughter who wants to drive my car. (laughs) Brigham Young acknowledged that God had given the saints both authority and keys. Thanks be to the Lord our God for the spirit of revelation he has bestowed upon us and for the holy priesthood and the keys thereof by which the heavens are opened. Hold on just one second. Here you go, Arius. There it is. You do it with your hands? Yeah. You I was going to say, Kim. <laughs> Kim. Yeah? <laughs> I was 10 years old when I started driving my grandpa's pickup truck with him by my side. Yeah. And I was 12 when he let me take the trash down to the dump south of town all by oh, myself. Yeah. <laughs> However, it was still with his authority that you were allowed to do that. Had you stolen it and done what you shouldn't have done, then it would be different. Yeah, I know. You know what else this reminds me of? What? Um, when you stopped the wind and then you were like, I wonder if I can do something else. That you couldn't do anything else. You didn't have the authority. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was like, God told me to use the authority that he had given me Say to so. command the wind to Can stop. Because he gave me yeah. the fullness of the priesthood, and he gave me all the keys, all of them, which I was going to bring up at the end of the show. But And then oh, I was so, like, excited. <laughs> it's fine. I was so excited about it. I was like, I wonder what else I could do. Uh I command the clouds to depart, and nothing happened. But the 70-mile-an-hour winds that were going to knock me over, they stopped. So (laughs) there's been other times when I've been in some really crazy winds, but I was fully loaded. It just scared me. And Mm -hmm. I command the winds, and uh, nothing happened. He didn't have the the permission. I think it was because I was in – well, it was there was a, a very direct need for it to happen. Yeah. I would have lost my, that would have screwed us up so bad. Uh, the way things were at the time, everything was mm-hmm. a struggle. And that would have just added way more than we would have been able to handle. So, but then, but then when I asked God to make it rain for my aunt, cause she asked, she said, well, if you could do that, can you ask God to make it rain? I didn't command it. I just asked God to make it rain. Um, and she lived in Clifton, Idaho, which is by Preston, north of Logan, Utah. And it rained every day for three weeks. Uh, it filled up the reservoir enough for irrigation to come through again. The field that she had her cows in and whatever else other kind of weird. Can you not not eat chips? <laughs> on an unmuted mic. That is ridiculous Sorry. loud in my ear. Yeah. Anyway, but um, so uh, it, you know, it, it sprinkled every day for a week, or no, three weeks. 
but it was kind of funny because at the time I was driving for FedEx and I had this run that they put me on because nobody wanted to ride with me. Um, so they made me do this solo run because they, I did the radio show back then and they would have to listen to me rant and rave in the passenger seat, you know? So, you know, everybody thinks I'm crazy, blah, 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 whatever. Anyway, so um, I was over in Denver, Colorado, and they were having this problem with floods. And I heard on the news that Albuquerque was having problems as well. And Fort Collins actually deemed it a thousand-year bad. And this was going on for weeks. Anyway, so I'm over there in the lot north northeast of uh, Denver Denver Metro where we dropped our FedEx trailers in about three or four feet of water it was up to my the lower part of my hip and I was dropping a trailer in there and luckily you know the docks were a little bit higher so you know it wasn't like flooding in the warehouse but I had to drop the trailer and I was wading around in water, and I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. And, like, I don't know, like, I asked for a blessing, but they got a cursing. And the blessing came for my aunt, but not for Denver. Anyway, so I commanded by my authority that the rain stop, and it stopped that day. It had been raining for three weeks. It stopped that day. So, um... I would go, I went back from Denver to Salt Lake, that was one day, and then when I came back, the rains had, 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 the floods had already started receding, and it took three days for the flood to drain out, basically, but there was so much damage everywhere, but, um, so like, yeah, I, I think I was given a preview of what God will allow me to do, um, and I've been able to heal and all of those kinds of things too. Like the woman in Puerto Rico that was dying, she was completely healed of the disease that she had. But then there's been other times that I've prayed, like for instance, um, our daughter, Emma. And when I asked God about it, he let me know that this was her decision and that she would not live. She only came here to get a body and which broke my heart and Kim's heart to heal her. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I know that God gives me some authority and I know he gave me keys, but I don't know how everything works yet. And I think it was a preview. I'm on wash plant. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can still hear you. <clears throat> You just eating chips off mic. <laughs> Can I what? Sorry. I, I said, are you eating chips off mic? Now I want chips. I know. Well, the thing is, before I had called in, we had just walked in with food. And I'm like, I ordered nachos. And so everybody knows you don't, like, let those sit out and then eat them later. So I'm like, okay, but I will read for you. <laughs> so I was, like, trying to shove in my mouth, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, something reminded me to call in, which was probably because you guys were having problems. Then I called in, and then you guys were, like, um, you know, having the issues. So I was like, okay, I will read. So I just pushed that aside, and now I'm thinking, like, yay, yummy, I can have 
um, soggy nachos, but then, like, if you had a minute to talk, then I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat a few of them. And then you were like, oh, you're killing my ears. So then I was like, okay, okay. Well, you just got to mute. If she's that button on your mic to, or on your headset, yeah, I know. To mic, I, know. I wasn't mute. sure how long you were going to talk. I just thought it was funny that I was, like, thinking about that. And you were like, actually, I was going to talk about that. I was like, oh, my bad. Emmett, Emmett are no, you no. still on? I see his line is on. Yeah. Emmett, I want nachos. Bring them oh, to me in Wellington. <laughs> Unfortunately, I can't drive. You don't even have a vehicle he, to drive. <laughs> he does not have the keys. I have two <laughs> broken down vans. Oh, we have a 15-passenger van that has a blown engine and a yeah, motorhome that, that has <laughs> issues. Yeah. I'm like, I want nachos. I'm coming home. <laughs> Just kidding. Though the, um, the people's house that I'm at tonight, um, her husband was trying to fix that broken down one, but even um, all of his informants, <laughs> all of the people who help him, they they all were saying the same thing, like, uh, no, that thing's done. <laughs> so. What? Oh, that, our van. That 15 passenger van, yeah. Yeah, he said he's going to let us borrow his truck when we yep. buy the house, but I'm all like, uh, when we buy the house, we'll be able to go out and buy another vehicle, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't really help us. We have a farm, everybody, and uh, we need a tractor and a truck and a the vehicle that we one. have, <laughs> anything. Um, but the vehicle that we have right now is um, to pull trailers is mm-hmm. dead in the water. It, it had back pressure and blew out the side of our head. So it's going to be expensive. And Whatever. Anyway, I'll unmute myself so you can finish reading tonight. Okay. Really super quickly. Just kidding. Yeah. Keys of the priesthood unlock the power to use the holy priesthood. If Brother Brigham had said the keys of translation, it would have referred to the secrets of some different language. Keys of the ministry unlock the door pertaining to the missionary Yay. work. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Sorry. I- I'm sitting in a room that's dark and nice and cool. And reading off my phone, and all of a sudden he just like jumped up on the side of the bed and was like, "Mom, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> Hi, monkey. Okay, I'm gonna read my story. Okay. Keys of Elijah unlock the power to do sealing for the living and the dead. Keys of Elias unlock the way for a preparatory work. Keys to the ministry of, ministry of angels means unlocking the heavens to commune with angels. Keys of the gathering are to unlock the ways to gather Israel. Men may have priesthood authority to do these things, but when they have the keys, then they can actually unlock the door and function in those different areas. To reiterate, keys of priesthood refers to the knowledge, the right, and the power to lock, unlock, or perform something in the name of God. Too often, people make the mistake of thinking that keys means authority or position, but each term has a completely different meaning, which will be the subject of our next chapter. And that is the end of chapter two, um, beginning with chapter three um, on page 25. It says, authority, position, calling, keys. Wherefore, 
Now let every man learn his duty and to act in the office in which he is appointed. In all diligence, D&C 107.99. This chapter is divided. Hold on. Well, yes, can you grab him? He's trying to jump now. Okay. This chapter is divided into the following sections. Number one, explanation of terms. Number two, authority, position, keys. Number three, callings and keys. Number four, specific callings. Number five, general callings. Number six, magnifying your callings. And number seven, rule and reign or serve and sacrifice. Explanation of terms. It would be much easier to understand these gospel terms if we could put them in some kind of order, such as that listed in the chapter title above. But since they are so closely allied together, there is no defined timeable in which you can place them. For example, one can receive a calling either before or after he receives priesthood authority. Some gifts of the Spirit can be enjoyed anytime along the way, not just after receiving priesthood authority. Someone can act by virtue of his own priesthood, keys, or under the direction of someone else's. Some positions automatically entitle you to certain keys, whereas most keys come in connection with a particular calling. And that is the end. Do we have anybody on the line tonight? No, I don't see anybody in the studio, and I don't see anybody in the chat room either. That's because right. it's the 4th of July weekend and everybody is doing other things. At least or that's what I'm thinking. just another day. <laughs> you know, that brings up a thing. Okay, so I love mm-hmm. the Declaration of Independence. I love the Constitution, and I love the original Bill of Rights. Um, not so happy about some of the other amendments, but anyway. Um, but it's drives me a little bit nuts that we're so patriotic when the government is as corrupt as it is and when the Constitution is literally hanging by a, sh- a, a shredded flag, American flag, because they've got these enemies of the government that are in there that are destroying everything. And the socialists, the communists back in uh, the late 40s and uh, into the 50s, sent in so many moles into our systems of higher education that they were able to get tenure and start spreading their socialist crap. And uh, Nikita Khrushchev, who was the prime minister, like the, the big head honcho, I don't know what they call him, um, of the Soviet Union, actually came to New York City and, and was the uh, speaker at this conference, and he said that uh, that we would fall like ripe fruit into his hands and he wouldn't have to defeat us in war. And, you know, as we watch over history with all of the the little incursions into the Constitution and the destruction of the amendments, the Bill of Rights, uh, you're watching the the socialists taking over. And they've brainwashed, uh, especially the younger generation, Gen and the millennials into believing socialism is such a wonderful thing uh, and, and just don't even worry about what happened in Venezuela or Nicaragua or um, you know anywhere else uh, communist authority has taken over 
you know, and taking the freedom and rights away from the people. You know, oh, it would be different this time. It never is. It never is. It's Satan's plan. It's not God's plan. But um, so today's the fifth day of July, and in 2019 days, we're going to be celebrating the 24th of July, which is when Brigham Young and Heber C. Kimball and the Saints first came into the Salt Lake Valley, which was a part of the Mexican territory at the time. They were trying to escape the United States because of the tyranny that was had even back then. And, uh, you know, they, they get out here for a couple of years, and, uh, and President Van Buren, I think it was, sent Johnston's army to annihilate the saints. And it, it's actually a good thing that Brigham Young was in charge because he understood how to get uh, to screw them up enough as they came across the plains uh, by hijacking their herds and and doing all kinds of mischievous things to where they finally got, and, and that and combined with uh, late winter storms or late spring storms that basically had the people really struggling. By the time they got to Utah, they didn't have the, the, the patience, the will, or the supplies to, to do what they came to do. You know, so, but then, like, we like to go to, um, you know, the 24th of uh, celebrations in Emory County, and it's basically just another 4th of July. Everybody's all patriotic, and they love God, or not love God. They don't even talk about God. They love the flag so much, and it's like, dude, you people, your ancestors, they were trying to murder you. They were trying to annihilate the saints, and you guys are going to celebrate this this day as another Fourth of July. And I talked too long because I'm about to go into Sunnyside Death. Did you have anything to say about anything, Tim? Um, no, not really. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I know well. you need somebody to chat for a minute because you're going into the dip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I don't even break up here, and sometimes my cell phone drops, so I don't even know. Yeah. Okay, so one other thing I wanted to talk about. So uh, there are certain individuals who have been taught by false spirits that Joseph Smith is going to return and do all of these things. He had the opportunity to do those things in his life if he was obedient and if the saints would cooperate. He doesn't get to come back. Jeremiah didn't get to come back when nobody listened to him. That's not how it works. So um, I've heard some other stuff, too, about how women have priesthood just because of the genetics or something. No, you have to re, you have to be ordained with priesthood, or conferred with priesthood, and these people who write up these fan fictions of Mormondom uh, that believe Joseph Smith is going to come back. Oh, he already has the priesthood again because he had it by right of lineage. Okay, well if that was true, then why did John the Baptist have to come confer Aaronic priesthood upon him so that he could baptize? 
see, if, if it contradicts the Bible, the Book of Mormon, or the Doctrine and Covenants, or logic, as, as we understand church history, why are you pushing forward this, this fan fiction? All you are, I, when you try to make up something so that it fits your narrative, all you are is a Judas goat. That, you know what, the people that I'm talking to, they'll have this uh, placed in front of them, and they won't even listen to it to begin with. And they won't listen anyway. But for those of you who are listening, Joseph Smith, he he ain't coming back. He's already dead. We're not, there's this thing called multiple mortal probations, but then there's the scripture that says it is given for us to die once and then to fall. And then uh, in the Book of Mormon, it says, now is the time to perform our labors because after we die, then we'll be in a time of darkness or rest or whatever. Um, Multiple mortal probations doesn't mean we come back a thousand times on the same planet. It doesn't even mean that we come back twice. It is from world to world. We live our lives. We qualify for a specific uh, resurrection, and then we get our resurrected bodies. And if we want a higher resurrection, we put off that resurrection and go on a new earth. That's all that means. So when people are like, oh, Joseph Smith's coming back to save the day. I'm sorry. I got to call that out as BS because it is. So I wish he was coming back. I really do. I wish that the work that I have been called to do wasn't on my shoulders. I was all excited about it at first until I realized how much resistance I would get and how much of a struggle it would be. And I really could care less right now. I I don't even want to do it. I'm doing it because I'm enduring, but I don't want to endure. I just want to quit. And, like, you know what? The disobedient Ephraimites, they can be judged by God because they won't listen to me, you know. So I'm going to continue, and I wish I had some help, and I wish Joseph Smith was coming back, but he's not. And I'm sorry, no owner of a chocolate factory, those of you who know, you know who I'm talking about, who sees an angel that says Joseph Smith is coming back. First of all, if you were led by revelation, you wouldn't have to worry about being led astray by Judas goats. But you assume so much, and you won't get revelation for yourself. And I don't know what to tell you, other than whatever. God's going to judge it however he judges it. So so um, there was another thing in the chapter I wanted to talk about, too. So it talked about the signs that follow the, key, uh, the the fruits that follow the key holders. I was thinking about that with myself. Like, there have been people that have seen light emanating from me. There are people who have been healed by me. There have been people who know about the wind and the rain and all those things. And those are signs. But not everybody sees them. I guess it's, you know, more blessed are they who believe and don't see, but some people have seen them. But what are the other fruits? The fruit is teaching, is enduring through 
years and years and years of rejection doing what what I was told to teach. And isn't that what Isaiah saw the one mighty and strong doing? That was his job, to teach they who had been weaned from the mouth and drawn from the breast. So anyway, I uh, just let people consider that. And uh, once again, real quick, uh, we probably will only be doing one more show this week. We have a conference that we're going to Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And uh, I'm probably not going to make myself available to do anything. So we'll read Chapter 3 tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. And then after that, if we have anything, there'll be bonus episodes. Because I don't know. I, I don't know. I've got to watch my kids' areas and... I think one of one or two of the other daughters is coming with us during the day when my wife is um, is at the conference, and I'm pretty sure they don't want to be cooped up listening to Dad read and talk about religious things when there is a perfectly good pool for them to go swim in. So I'm probably going to be just playing with my kids and having a good time with my wife. So anyway, uh, I'm going to do... Uh, do you uh, want to refresh the studio and make sure there's nobody in the studio before we end the program for today? Sure. Thank you. And let me know. Okay, it's reloading. What? Uh, it doesn't look like anyone else is there other than us. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. All right. Green on the number one grizzly. Ten four, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Um, so I guess we'll be done with the program. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the program. Kim, I'll give you a call back as soon as I can. Emmett, cue the music and take care. God bless and goodbye. Goodbye.
it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.